guys and girls and everybody. This is Lissa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like The Bitch Seat going, keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra. Morning, campers. It's nice and It's cold outside. Oh, God, that's so sad. It's true. It is. I know. It's the fall. I walked outside like it was still 95 degrees, and I am not wearing enough clothing. I can't tell you how happy I am. I had to put on a jacket today. I'm so you are the king of jackets. Well, I'm the king of fall. I like fall. That's my. That's this. This is my season. This is how we are diametrically opposed. Yeah, it's true. Because everybody flips out about pumpkin spice, blah blah blah. But I say that that stuff is kind of just uh, auguring the oncoming dark, cold abyss of of winter. Yes. No, it's just. I mean, I've had to actually, at my job, I've had to sell some pumpkin beer, like, already. Two weeks ago. Pumpkin beer is delicious. Eh, it can be. There's some that are really good. But pumpkin spice, like, when I worked at Starbucks, people would be asking me, like, mid-August for that shit. And I was, I was not having it. We had it in the back. But, I, I mean, we, we were all opposed to putting it up. Do you think that there's something addictive in the pumpkin spice flavoring? Do you think that there's something addictive in anything Starbucks? So that they can get Do you think customers? there's something addictive in all of late stage capitalism? <laughs> I know you tell me. Yes. Okay. Good. I agree. And we're all suffering from well, that. Sure, we're suffering, but I think we're it's it's not addictive. It's patterns because now we're doing the same thing over across the street at, at La Colombe, which is Colombe. Colombe. Whatever. Can we cut that? Cut out the part where I was an ugly American <laughs> in, my own, in my own fucking country. No, we're keeping it. All right. Fine. <laughs> um. So Phil. Yeah. Um, I, I have a, 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 a really random diary entry from um, original Satin here from uh, August 29th, 1994. Oh, this is the goes, one starring Kim Cattrall and Andrew McCarthy. Oh, I wish. Not Satin 2, starring Christy Swanson. Right, that's gotcha, right. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Kim Cattrall? Kim Cattrall. She was the first mannequin. Oh, right, right, right. I love that's Andrew McCarthy. Such a crush on I her. saw him on stage in Sideman. Nice. How was he? Oh, he was brilliant. Great, great, yeah. great. Anyway, uh, uh, off topic, but this is a kind of a, it's good like late summer, early fall fodder, and it's all over the place. It's like an, in, it, you can tell it just like switches topics it's it's in like, this in-between world. So little Lissa's state of mind is she's not having it, that, that fall's coming, summer's over. Well, my brain starts to short circuit. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm cool. really, I can't wait. It's not that great. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay. It's a short one. I'll, I'll go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dear Satin, school starts the day after tomorrow. Summer flew past, in a way. When I am relaxed, not thinking of anything, summer seems to have whisked by. But when I start thinking about school and everything that is school and belongs with school, I know I'm ready to go back to the big brick building. And then there's this little, at least, like, wave drawings. (laughs) Next topic. Satin, I have found out something. I am a natural-born writer. Words are feelings. And then, 
There are some more wave drawings. Next topic. Everything is different this year. I am in the technique class in dance. Dance is everything. I'm sorry, didn't I just say that words are everything? Movement, any sort of movement, whether it be the movement of your hands or your legs or your head. Dancing is everything to me. I have to close my entry now. Love LMM. And that's literally it. What? What? That is I, That was so, I couldn't commit to anything. That was the most ADD. Were you just, I mean, were you excited to go back to school? Well, he, well, as a spoiler alert from the next entry where I talk about it, because that's all I talk okay, about well, from September 1st, 1994. Well, then let's, let's move into that. Are we, we doing that one too? Well, I'll just read the first sentence. Okay. Today is the second day of sixth grade. It's okay. That's, the, that's, as, that's as much of a, a recommendation as I can give. So, but for, was that uh, your feelings for the duration of sixth no. grade? Uh, no. Then on September 14th, 1994, I say, sixth grade is terrible. I don't oh, even wow. say, dear Satin. I just go right into sixth grade is terrible. Your it's all a mess. Your downgrades so fast. I, I know. <laughs> I know. Because I, I have all this expectation and anticipation, and I'm so lonely without being in school, because I just, spending time alone has always been rough. Yeah, no so, one's around. Yeah, but I'm inside my own head and it just goes to, to shit. Yeah. But but I had high hopes and then I really hated, I really hated sixth grade. Gotcha. Like I was very attached to fifth grade. Gotcha. Yeah. F- yeah, fifth was, was all right. Sixth was pretty garbage. I hated sixth. Was Now, was sixth grade for you the beginning of middle school? or did No, no, no. Sixth grade was the last elementary uh, what? school. That, was, that wasn't so fun for you? No, because that was when kids got meaner. Right around sixth grade. Fifth grade, there were some mean kids. There were some okay kids. Yeah. Fourth grade is when, like, I stopped. I, I, uh, I lost my best friend because we were fighting, and I punched him. Whatever. <laughs> he earned it. He I'm called sorry, me Orca what? Whale, so I punched him. Oh, my God. I never heard this story. Yeah, it doesn't really. I was, I was, I was a big kid. Um, then I had some friends in a, sorry, I'm swatting a, a, a bug. Um, the listeners can't hear Listeners it. can't, but they can hear me, like, like moving around the microphone. Anyway, uh, no, no, fifth grade was great. I had a great teacher. Uh, I was expecting uh, my, my, no, I think my brother had just been born or he was about to be born. So I was, oh, my mom was pregnant in when I was in fifth grade. So I was excited. I was waiting because I had a gift in the summer. It was a, my brother was coming. So you were excited about that. I was that. excited. Then sixth grade came and. And you were like, oh, wait, I'm not the youngest kid anymore. This sucks. No one cares. Yes. And yeah, then, uh, you're, you're, by the way, your headphones look like you're wearing a headband right now. I'm trying to do that. Pull it, I, pull no, it. I'm, I don't want my bangs in, on my forehead. It's, it's annoying and sweaty. So, <sighs> so listeners, when you're, when you're on, when you're on the bitch seat and you see pictures from this session, you'll see that Phil is wearing a headband. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like having bangs in my face when it's like hot. Okay. I'm already getting agitated. Good mom. Leave me alone. Yeah. Seriously. So you punched a kid. I punched a kid, but it was like fourth grade. I, there was a lot of punching in, in elementary school. No. Everybody punched each other. No, nobody did that in my school. Your, your school was just a lot of weak children. No, it was weak, a lot of it was a lot of beta kids. People repressing and suppressing their real feelings. We didn't. And we just, then they turned into eating disorders. That's yeah. what my town was. We just called each other like fat or, or fucking assholes and everybody was like, oh, fucking So asshole. it was out in the open. It was out in the open and it was like Maybe that's healthier. Yeah, I think it was. There was this like our lunch breaks, uh we had we played King of the Hill where it was everybody when the when the chaperones like weren't or the lunch ladies weren't watching us, we'd like 
run into each other at maximum speed and try and knock the other person down. Yeah, they we did that on um like when there were snow piles. Oh no, we did this right on the grass. <laughs> and uh it's so barbaric. It's it was almost like barbaric. like Neanderthal activities of how to assert power in the most basic primal yeah. way. But somehow I was the champion of knocking people down until the the much like wrestling, the cheating heel motherfucker Michael D knocked me over because there was a kid that was ducked down behind me. So he he won King of the Hill, but by cheating. And 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 eventually And it just goes to show you we do not live in a merit-based society and you might as well do anything that you can to There's get ahead. There's no sports commission for King of the Hill. If there was, I'd have been king. I'd still be king to this day. So, I'm just saying. But whatever. Oh, I almost just said something very inappropriate. What? If there was Okay, fine. I, I almost well. Well, just say it at this point. You, you just, are the king of my hill, Phil. Okay, thank you. moving on. This All is right. a children's podcast. It's not really a children's podcast. You're right. At this point, it's a podcast about children, but about it's not children. for children. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. Um. Well, shall we? Uh, shall Please, we? Please. This guy's been waiting for like an hour. Oh, he's having a great time. So our guest today, um, is a very delightful dude. He's a comic, and he runs a show. Uh, called Knockin' Boots at Two Boots in Park Slope. It's a nice. comedy show in a pizza place, which I think is possibly the coolest thing that there is. So uh, let's welcome Christian Polanco. All right. All right, so he's coming down the hallway. Um, school hallway? School hallway. He's like throwing lockers closed as he goes. Yeah. He's got a spring in his step. He's got wings on the back of his Chuck Taylors. Yeah, he's got... And, uh, they're like, they're baggier jeans, they're not Jankos, but they're like, you know, like the standard when we were kids, like not, not the skinny stuff. No, no, no it's like, that's the, the cool. Yeah, everybody's smiling, everyone's Everybody's waving happy high. to see him. He's got like, you know, like a no fear shirt underneath his flannel. Ken's already brought out our music, he's like, yeah. we're done with this now. Ken, Ken Hi, Christian. Tired of that stuff. <laughs> Thanks for your patience. How's it going, guys? How good? Like, How are you? I, I wish that was my life, the way you just described me. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was that cool. What was the uh, what was the actual what was the actuality of a, of a day in the life? I di- I would say I did do the I did do baggy jeans, mm-hmm. uh, but I did but I was also terribly skinny, so clothes didn't fit me. Right, so I had I had the belt. I had to fold my pants over like oh, on the waist no. to make them fit so they yeah, do that they basically look like jinkos but i was just <laughs> but you were just i was just swimming in them it was yeah yeah i wasn't allowed to have jankos because my parents were like that's too baggy i was like mom so they just yeah. gave me baggy jeans yeah I, I, they did the right thing for you yeah they're, I, they're terrible pants yeah they are there's, there's nothing there's I nothing good like about them the amount that we talk about jankos on this podcast they should give us a kickback they should if they had if they were still a company i mean are they they still yeah, yeah, they are. Yes, right. they are. I'm sure you can get him at PacSun. <laughs> where PacSun exists. Um, Christian, where did you uh, grow up? Or was it in a number I, of places? Uh, I grew up in Brooklyn, actually. Oh, I'm, how cool are you? I'm, I'm, yeah, I kind of I wake up every morning saying, how, how cool is this guy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, my parents are originally from the Dominican Republic, uh, mm. but I was, uh, I'm from here. I was the only one born here. And, and you, so you're the youngest of of two. So I have one older brother who is eight years older than me, and which is a very wide yeah, it's gap, a pretty big uh, divide. Which I mean, only says that we were definitely both mistakes. So <laughs> uh, did your parents confirm that for you? No, but when I when I was when I would talk to so my mom had my brother when she was eighteen and my dad was twenty four. So 
pretty young. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they stayed together. They stayed together. They're still together. Miserable, mm-hmm. but they're together. Oh, <laughs> like man. like good Catholics do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I identify with that so much. <laughs> Um, but, uh, when I would talk to my mom about when I was born, I think it was, it was unexpected. It was, uh, not like a mistake necessarily, but very, very unexpected. Uh, but mainly because, uh, apparently my brother was bugging my mom so much about having a sibling. She finally gave in. She was like, well, let's make you quit your whining. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just, yeah, I'm, I'm basically a walking appeasement. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a calculated birthday gift. Too. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, you are for sure, Phil. Yeah, my sister's birthday is the 7th of December. I'm the 6th. Like, mm. they were trying to time it just so. Not bad. Yeah. Pretty good. I know, that timing. is pretty good. Yeah. I, like, you're, that your mom's body was like, all right. But that's that I'll Catholic guilt. We, they, they guilted them until, until they made us. And now we get to, they guilt us because we were made to appease other people. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, Catholic guilt is, is, pretty strong but it's not it's no it's, ne- it's almost kind of it nebulous but it can't hold, it doesn't hold a candle to jewish guilt jewish no. guilt is fierce oh god no. it <laughs> so is we got strong shame like we have shame yeah. they have guilt like that's their well, main but, or it could hurt. go the other way around it could go both ways well i guess you're right i feel like christians it's like you do the thing and then you feel really bad about it. For Jews, it's like they're too scared to even do the thing in the first place because <laughs> of the wrath that might ensue. Yeah. Sure. I was sort of, I, like, I didn't masturbate till I was 18. What? Jesus. I was, I was so... What did you do with yourself? I mean, we're going to get really personal here, <laughs> but, like, didn't doesn't there come a point where, like, your body is going to just, like, release anyway? Well, that's, that's what happened pretty much because I just refused to touch myself because I thought it was wrong. Oh, you poor oh, thing. Man. And then, uh, and then I, I had like my first like wet dream, like, mm-hmm. like right before college. Like it was just a strange w- so, time to experience that. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's really the only reason I even started masturbating was because I was like, I'm so embarrassed of like ruining underwear oh, and my, my, and my PJs, you know? Oh, so <laughs> see, it has a function. There's, there's something, uh, no, I think there is definitely something to the need to yeah. release even more. I mean, I hope I didn't get flagged for this, but even more for men than women. I think, um, I think that there's like a physical buildup. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just, laugh at me. You just explode. That's yeah. All. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. What's your body just telling you? Like, Misogyny apologist, Lissa Mandel. <laughs> <laughs> it's just your body telling you, get it out of you, stupid. Seriously. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> so, but, so you said that you were super skinny. So were you just like a late bloomer all around in general? Well, I mean, have, look at my face. I, I don't think I've bloomed yet. No, you definitely <laughs> have a 10-year-old I look very face. young. I'm, I'm 33 years old. Oh, well, sh- Yeah, what? me too. But you do not look like that at no. all. I thought you were like 25, 26. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Roll with that. Maybe it's because I didn't masturbate. I don't know. Maybe... I, <laughs> hey, it's honestly, possible. Honestly, I have like... I've been having like theories because my both of my parents look pretty young. Uh, but I think the fact that I didn't masturbate kind of maybe delayed some sort of testosterone like buildup or something like that, which is why I don't grow facial hair really. I barely have to like shave anything. What about your, so what about your brother? My brother grows like a full beard. So he was probably wanking it. <laughs> really? Is that related? Hey, listen, the Harry Palms thing is, could be a half true urban legend. Well, I don't have myth. Harry Palms, but I do get hairs around my nipples. I mean, sorry. But Me like, too. I mean, I have, I have a perfectly yeah. like perfect border of no hair. Like there's no hair zone and then my nipple, but there's a lot of hair around. I mean, I, it's all over. You do have some some interesting no hair zones. 
It's weird. There's like that one spot on your of, on your chin that just never grows hairs. There's a lot of border disputes and history is for the winners. And so there's really no information you about mean among this. the hairs among the hairs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where some of these things come from. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Do you feel do you ever feel? Why you, oh, wait, first a of lack? all, what are you apologizing for? <laughs> <laughs> You have not done anything wrong. <laughs> I know. Well, no, but this is, I'm, I'm Jewish and I have a lot of guilt. Okay, so I'm sure. always apologize. I'm always apologizing. But, um, uh, so yes. Did I stump? Did I just ended the show? No, 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 no. That's our show. I have a lot of questions. They all built up, you know, go so I it. have to, I have to whack off and get them out of my head. <laughs> Please go for it. Just yeah, go yeah, right yeah. in my face. Um, <laughs> I'm so Take sorry, easy. listeners. This has really Take gone to easy. a place already. It's great. It's great. Um, no, so so you were late blooming in that way. So, like, how did you develop crushes at all when you were younger? Did. Yeah, I, I think for a while I, I was um, frustrated with it uh, because I didn't know I, I didn't know there was an outlet for any of these like urges. But like, did you have like? friends that you would talk to about this or you'd never yeah, did? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't talk to them in detail, but when they brought it up, I'd be like, well, that's a terrible thing. You shouldn't do that. And I just changed the subject immediately. Wow. Uh, but not in, like, I wasn't super judgmental. I just kind of uh, thought, for me, it w- would be a bad thing and I would go to hell. Yeah, because so it was, like, it. embedded in your brain from a very young age. Yeah, and it's weird because it, it wasn't, like, by my parents or, I don't know. There well, was did just you so, go to church? I often? did go to church. I mean, there was a, just a general, I felt like, it's wrong. Don't do it. Was it your neighborhood? Was it like? Uh, no, he's just got a small, a, a strong inner compass, moral compass. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I think that's very, they're, they're, it felt immoral to do. I, I like decided at an early age that that was like a gross thing to do and yeah. it, should, it just shouldn't be done. And I wasn't, I wasn't telling people necessarily, hey, don't do that. It just wasn't for you. It just wasn't for me uh, until my body was like, this is definitely for you. <laughs> you gotta, you definitely gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> were you a were you a pretty serious kid? Like, were you a, like an A student and like very by the book? Um, I, I would. I think early on I was, and then I sort of stopped being that. I was B student. I wouldn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I was very self aware. I was like, yeah. Because even in the school I went to, I went to. Uh, I went to a public school, but it was. It was like this a hybrid. It was called the Brooklyn School for Global Studies, and uh-huh. it, it was it's in downtown Brooklyn, and it it was like a Montessori school. Ugh. hybrid of a of a of a public school awesome. so we didn't really have grades we had like portfolios and it was just like um pass fails basically like oberlin for for high schoolers yeah, yeah. so and in in that sort of environment it, it was strange because you know it's a school in brooklyn so they're still like kind of like hood kids right mm-hmm. we all come from like just sort of difficult backgrounds mm-hmm. but it was like hood kids who would make fun of you for failing a class like yo <laughs> son how you gonna fail math <laughs> Like, you for real right now? That's almost as if their priorities are pretty, like, centered. Like, they know. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was cool to be around that. That's great. Uh, yeah, that's, that's motivating you to do better for yeah. yourself. Yeah, because it was like, it, was, it wasn't shameful to be a nerd. You could be uh, a big nerd. Beautiful. Oh my this God. is why I want to send you know, my kids to Montessori This is why you school. haven't aged. Because... <laughs> <laughs> you know how much shame we got for just be, for knowing things. <laughs> no, I, my school was great, I, and it really developed. Uh, it really helped me sort of develop my personality and, and just sort of critical thinking. Critical thinking was like a big deal in the school, mm-hmm. and there were a bunch of like 
uh, electives that we got to do that, like, in, if you went to any other school, you would be, I mean, thrown in a locker immediately. Like, I took swing yeah. class. That was one of the electives that was offered. What? How cool is that? And it was, like, one of the most fun things. And even, like, the most, like, gangster of kids would be like, Yo, you get? Did you get swing this this <laughs> this session? That's like, amazing. I, I feel like a movie should be made about that school if it hasn't already. To yeah, set an example for other schools because I, and I bet this is just because it's a, it's a city school because it's a Brooklyn school as opposed to if you go to the school public school in the suburbs where everybody looks the same. That's where like all the bullying and the fear and the if you're different you're bad. But with that shit, there's a there's a whole ingrained culture. I mean, we were talking about like the English private school or the boarding schools, but also it's the same thing with U- United States, like suburban schools. They, they focus on sports. If you don't know sports, you're gay. You're gay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you if you are if you're in the math club, you're gay. If you're in the drama club, you're gay. If you're in the gay straight alliance, you are most definitely <laughs> probably gay. <laughs> I was in I don't that. think we had a gay straight alliance. They, uh, I, I was in that, and I was in the film video club, and they, somebody in the yearbook switched our photos so it looked like I was the president of the Gay Straight Alliance and not the film video club, because that was, I was the president of that. <laughs> well, you're a lifelong ally, Phil. I am, yeah. always, always. They, they weren't wrong. They yeah. weren't wrong. Exactly. They weren't wrong. Yeah, not at all, not at all. But still, like, I, it's, it's so, I don't, it's wonderful that you had that upbringing. Yeah, it, it. It like I, I'm I'm surprised. That's I mean I'm not like because I've never I've never like yeah and it's uh, across that you know it wasn't even like the school I wanted to go to. Uh, I didn't get into the school I wanted to go oh, to. Where did you want to go? It was Fort Hamilton, which is a school in uh, in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. which was where my brother went. I sort of just followed in his footsteps. Sure. He you know he already he was so much older, so he already sort of he was your hero. Had a, a bit of a path. Yeah, totally, totally my hero. Uh, and and I'm I'm so like looking back, I'm like. How horrible would I? I would be a piece of shit human being if I went to some different school. Like it was just, I, I'm happy I got to, uh, yeah, I had that, like you know, upbringing. It was great. That's, that's great. It was very lucky. Anyway, I was gonna say it, it, it made college even more complicated because it was college was now college was like normal college, and I'm like, why? Oh, so did you feel like you had kind of taken a step back? Yeah, I didn't make any friends in college. Uh, Where'd was, you go? I went to College of Staten Island, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I and I felt just detached and disinterested and and that's when I started realizing like that I wanted to do something creative and artistic because I so my brother went into IT right mm-hmm. so I, I followed the same footsteps I and to, uh, to a point and then you were like ah. well I studied I studied computer science uh-huh. uh, and I was good at it but wasn't super interested in it and then even when I look back at like my grades in college like mm-hmm. any everything that was for my major was like uh, I would get B's or C's, and then anything that was creative, A, oh. you know, B plus. Oh, was just and so, and but I never took that as any sign that I should. Until it was hitting you over the head, and you had to pay attention to exactly. it. Exactly, and then, uh, and then when look, I, I went into a, a career in IT and fixing computers. I worked on Wall Street. I worked for Diddy for a long time. What? Yeah, I did work for, <laughs> for Sean John. Uh, That's I did, amazing. <laughs> I did that for a long time, and then uh, while I was there, I'm like, there's no way I can't do this forever. I need to. I, I was interested in comedy, and then I started, and now I'm at the Bitch Seat Podcast. Oh, well, see, <laughs> yeah, all roads lead path. to the Bitch Seat <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> That's right. That That's is. Right. Uh, I love that. And so, when was there a part of you that was kind of afraid to listen to, or to follow those signs, or to listen to those impulses because 
you were still trying to follow your brother's example? Yeah, I, I, there was something like you know, my, both of my parents are like, you know, as I think as immigrants, they they adopted like they never uh, sort of evolved out of the we're immigrants mm -hmm. and we have to survive, right? So my parents right. do not speak English, right? So they right. They, they live in a neighborhood. still? Still. So they, and they've been here for a very long time, but like almost 40 years. Uh, and they, so they live in an area, the, a bubble of only Spanish speakers. So they can live comfortably. It's not like it's a big, a big deal necessarily. But I, I think the fact that they never wanted to... I mean, I don't say wanted to, but what, whatever reason they were hesitant to assimilate, mm -hmm. uh, it made me, uh, it made me so different from them. Like it, 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 it made yeah. me not really like totally understand what they, because uh, the, they didn't really think of a of a future, right? So uh, I was. I followed my brother's footsteps because he was the the, the only he thing, was the only, the only role model had. I had, as opposed yeah. to just striving constantly, right. and which is what my parents are about. Which I, I appreciate that they, they sort of instilled that in me. Yeah, but they gave but you I knew a different that, life. I knew there was no, but I couldn't count on them because they they weren't. That's not not not. I, I couldn't count on them financially at all. Yeah, uh, that wasn't going to be an option. So I, I had to sustain myself. So and my brother was doing that. Uh, so I had to, you know, definitely follow in his footsteps because it was the really only option I had. Yeah. Oh my God. So now, so you kind of went through a process of separating yourself from your parents younger because, because. But not by you choice. Not by choice. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, but I don't know that anybody does it by choice. Like for a lot of people, they go through that rebellious period when they're teenagers. I feel like I didn't really see the start to really see the differences between myself and my parents until I was like 25 because yeah. I'm I, doing it now. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it happens at a different time for everybody, but for you, it's probably to your advantage, probably to adult Christians advantage that you found out. Yeah. Cause uh, to some, to some degree, my parents didn't know what was going on in this country. Right. Like they had, they, so you were the pioneer. So it's a, yeah, my, my brother definitely did that first. Uh, but he, you know, he still came from another country, so he had to, he was in sort of a different position because my parents, uh, when he got here, they had to, they were like, well, my son has to learn the language, and so we're going to put him in mm -hmm. schools so that he can learn immediately. But when I was born, my parents were like, well, he can't loop, my, our new son can't lose his culture. So, yeah, so, they like, so did they only speak Spanish to you in they the house? Only spoke, so I, I, they put well, me oh, in, yes, because they don't speak English. Exactly. I, but they also put me in bilingual classes. Mm -hmm. So I had to, from up, up until sixth grade, I had to learn uh, subjects in both languages. Oh, my God. Which at the time, I'm like, why am I learning? Like, I'm not, I'm yeah, barely. Yeah, how lucky are you? Exactly. And now when I look back, I'm like, oh, I actually learned a lot of stuff. And I have a, I have a stronger grasp of Spanish than even my brother does. Because he, was, he wasn't right. really, he, did, he wasn't educated in Spanish very long. He was just spoken to right. uh, in the language, so. And do you feel like your parents um, have a, an understanding now of what it is that you do? Or like, they can never, do you ever translate your comedy into Spanish for them? Uh, sometimes, but I have done shows in Spanish, mm -hmm. uh, and that's been, like, cool for them to see. But my, they do get it. They do get it. Uh, you know, as opposed to, like, in, in Dominican Republic, like, in a lot of Latin American countries, stand-up comedy is not, like, a 
popular art form. It's, it's just not a thing that, like, there's yeah. sketch comedy, there's, like, men in wigs and being silly, and, like, people know that. So when I tell people, I'm like, oh, I do comedy, and they're like, do you, like, dance? Or <laughs> what do you, like, what makeup do you wear? Like, it's <laughs> they're like, what kind of spectacle did you put on? Yeah. And now it's getting a little bit more popular. Like, now it's called a monologistas, which is, like, monologist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, that's, and that's sort of growing. Uh, but they they are aware. They're not like uh, you know. They're not big old dummies. Uh, it, 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 I think for them, it's, it's a just, different culture. Yeah, it's just it, it's so foreign to them uh, what I do. And uh, but they they can't be anything more than supportive. They're, it's it's you know they you know my dad hasn't said he's proud of me, but I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna get that. But I'm yeah, I also well, don't I don't get the judgment for doing it, which is basically approval. So. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't say no, yeah. you're saying yes. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> it depends gonna, on the context, obviously, right? Great <laughs> apologist, listen, Mandel. Um, oh my god. Uh, so I want to talk about this uh, artifact that you brought with you today. Sure. Um, it looks. It's very uh, enticing. It's um, so it, to describe to the listeners a giant binder with some red sparkly like hologram writing on the front mm-hmm. that says magic cards yes but it's not full of magic cards it is not full of magic so i just i bought this binder because it was just a, i don't know why exactly i bought it I, because I think, it's awesome yeah it is awesome but i think at the time when i bought this binder i didn't know what magic cards even were it was just like oh this is a cool this is oh, a cool you're binder like, i'm gonna put cards in here they're magic to me yeah yeah so i, I i'm pretty sure i bought this uh I had to be about nine or ten years old. So I've had this for a very long wow. time. Wow, awesome. Uh, so when I was a kid, I was obsessed with comic book cards, basketball cards, a little bit of baseball. Uh, but it, I mean, it was for about, I would say, four to five years of my life, it was the only thing that mattered to me. This book. I have several of these. I have several books. It, the cards in them are really what, <laughs> what was so important. So I, it, it when I look back, I realize what I sort of learned from it, which was, uh, one, I'm incredibly organized, right? Mm-hmm. I loved the organization of all the cards. I would have them by number. This, this particular notebook is, um, is, is a bunch of basketball cards, and it's all organized by uh, my favorite players, so each page. Oh my gosh! Well, then you had to remember who your favorite players were at any given time if you were looking for somebody. Yeah, but that's come on, that's easy. Oh, is that, it? Yeah, that's not. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, love doesn't fade ever. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, pardon me. <laughs> no, so so uh, what I have in front of me is um, uh, these pages, that, and they all have nine uh, sort of slats or whatever mm-hmm. uh, for for nine cards. Uh, and I would uh, organize it by my favorite players. So right now, so my the first page is uh, Anthony Penny Hardaway, uh-huh. who, who played for the Orlando Magic, the Phoenix Suns, and See, also that it's the New York that Knicks. See that it says Magic on the front of that book. That's right. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> no coincidence. Or uh, yeah. So uh, he was my favorite player. Uh, and yeah, and it, and it goes on. Stefan Marbury, Kobe Bryant. I have a couple rookie cards from a lot of you know big players and stuff like that, which are probably I don't know if it's worth any money. But uh, it's. Maybe. But you, it's, you collected it out of your love, not because you felt like someday they'd be worth money. No, exactly. Yeah, I, I never, well, I wasn't interested in selling them. I, I, I was always interested in knowing the value of them. There, were, uh, there was this uh, magazine sold called Wizard, 
yeah. wizard. So wizard used to uh, list all the cards and, and, and say the value. It was like a blue book, essentially, yeah. uh, uh, for, for cards or whatever. It's an so, almanac. Yeah, yeah. So it was. So they had it for. It was mostly for comic book cards. Uh, okay. Yeah. Pause here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what comic book cards are. So you know comic books, right? Yeah. You sure. Know those things. Uh, yeah. Yes. So the they would have cards like this. So it would be yeah. like the cards that you're looking at right now would be like Cyclops, Gambit, like Fleer uh, Ultra, X Men. That was my exactly. I got all those. Uh, yeah. So they had those were very very popular, and I was and I was obsessed. With, I mean, and I'm I, I don't even I'm not using the word obsessed lightly. It wasn't just like some wacky little hobby. I mean, I was real. It re- it was so important to me. It, it got to the point where I had so many cards and I, and I was obsessed with get collecting the, the, the full set of each sort of series. Right. And you do that then it was pretty easy. I mean, if you go to a flea market, well, I just did it by buying the packs. It was all chance. Yeah. You know, I, I just had to buy enough packs. Wow, see, that's, that's called gambling and that's an addiction. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yes. Yeah. So, but so what it led to was I, I used to start, I used to start stealing. I, when I was a kid, oh I, I went through a. But you uh, didn't jerk off. <laughs> didn't, that's how, all right. Yeah, I, I had. Uh, yeah, I rationalized things very oddly. <laughs> Something's got to give. So yes. Yeah, so so tell me about that. Like, do you have memories of of? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were horrible. It was. I. It's weird because I. I when I look back on it, I judge myself at like as an adult. So like. You right. know, so I'm like very harsh. I'm like, why was I so fucking stupid? Like, but I was a kid, and I, I never think of it that way because it's so, to me, it's so humiliating, it's so embarrassing of a thing, and, and like almost to the point where like, how dare you bring shame to our family? Like, like one of those kind of things. Yeah, but so- that's I mean, that goes back to the whole like um, Judeo-Christian angry God who's like sitting up in the clouds, like looking at you, like waiting to throw a lightning bolt at yeah, you. It, it to some degree, I so I, I would always buy cards and I would ask my mom every week for like, can I have $5? Can I have $10? Because I wanted to buy cards. And, and rightfully so. She would say like, no, you're buying too many of them. This is ridiculous. Yeah. So I, I, to me, her saying no, I, I didn't even get mad. It was just like this hurdle. I'm like, all right. Did she just give me this challenge to get over this? Yeah, if she said no, I'm going to find another way. I'm going to find another <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm eight years old. I'll get money somehow, right? <laughs> and uh, so yeah, it, I mean, it started with like, yeah, I, I would shoplift like the, the cards themselves, the packs of cards. Like I, sometimes I would be with a friend and he would purchase like like double mint gum. And then so he would distract the, the clerk. And then uh, I the would, old bottle of old Harper. Uh, do you know an American graffiti? And they. Yes. So but it's different because you weren't buying it. But the American graffiti, which was then parodied on The Simpsons. Uh, also parodied on Wet Hot American Summer. Kind of sort of. Kind on of sort series. of. Where an underage an underage guy goes to buy some alcohol, but like when he's in the liquor store, he's like, "Oh, I'll have like a Slim Jim and a and a pack of gum and a pen yeah. and a comb and a bottle of old Harper," you know. But you were so yeah. He I mean, was buying it, the double mint gum. He was buying the, yeah, you were was scurrying a, around the corner. It was a system that yeah. we had. Um, so I, yeah, it, it initially started. Yeah, that's usually the things I would steal cards. Like I, I think eventually, it, it for a little while uh, there was a bit of a thrill to it. And it was so, sure. it was this adrenaline rush to just yeah. steal stuff. It wasn't even super important. Like little 99 cent store and I just kid shit, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, but, I, and that I'm more ashamed of that because it was like, not, there wasn't a goal attached. It was you know? just stealing for stealing's sake. It, exactly. 
But again, you had to get a rush somehow. I, I needed it desperately, yeah. So, uh, uh, and then it got really bad. I started, like, taking money from, like, my mother's wallet. I would take money from my brother, my dad. Oh, man. Like, it, it just, it, it was, yeah, and it's just the worst. And I hate my, I, no, no, no. I hate we're going, No, we're being, we're, we're apologizing yeah, to like, ourselves. Yeah today and it's and, and look I, and it, look I wasn't uh, shooting up drugs you know it wasn't no. the worst thing in the world Wait, uh, you were a kid yeah what was the rock bottom <laughs> <laughs> just sucking dick for baseball cards <laughs> oh, man. still wouldn't touch your own dick but I'll suck somebody else's <laughs> no yeah so that and it's uh so okay yeah. so I guess uh, to going along with that like was there a point, do you remember there being a point where you were like, I can't do this anymore? Or did it kind yes. of just fade out? Yeah, it was, uh, I would, I was taking, I remember I took money from like under my brother's mattress. He had like, you know, he was in college. Mm-hmm. I think I probably took like 50 bucks or 40, yeah. 50 bucks. But apparently it was like his money for his books for school. <sighs> so I, and obviously he knew I took it when, yeah. when I took it. And, and he got, really really upset and and my brother and i never fought and we had like i mean I, he's he's too much older to even you can't fight because he's he's just a, right, he a man yeah. who's gonna just hurt you if you yeah. even like mouthed off but he it, it was the first time i saw true disappointment in my brother he was just he was so oh, that hurts hurt that i did yeah. that and i did that to him and for the reason i did it and and he, we've never really fought or anything, and and he like grabbed me and like not choked me, but he like pushed me against up against like we had a bunk bed and he just like pushed me against it, mm-hmm. and and that's it. And then once I once that happened, you were broken. I was that. I was like that's it. I have, I literally have to stop. I'm like hurting people I care about. And yeah. And then how old were you? You said eight. No, no. At that time when I got like caught like yeah. officially, uh, it was. 11 or 12. Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah. And so, and then my brother's eight, but he's like 20. My brother's 20 years old. Yeah. And so this is like an adult man telling you you're doing everything wrong. And, and, and I stopped. I, and, and that was, I, I needed that. I just, and I'm glad that that's, that happened there at home with your family because I could have easily just been caught stealing and like. It could have gotten much worse for you. Yeah. You yeah. could have been, you could have been punished by the law or you could have gotten like messed up by a stranger yes so 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 then when you when you spent time with these cards then did you feel did you feel the associated like guilt or shame with them or did it not like carry were you just like you're happy to have them and you love them so much did you have that like creeping feeling underneath that they you got them in a wrong way i think more now than than in the past you know, uh, but no, at the time it was just yeah, 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 and and it, it would get to that point because sometimes I knew there were there were times when I bought like my my parents knew like he, he he's getting a lot of these cards like so I would secretly like open them in my room or like try to like the packaging I would make try to be quiet because they knew. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't have that. enough money to to get as many cards as so I was So it's getting. like, how would you have gotten them? Oh my gosh, that's so similar. I feel like all these all these ways of 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 expressing our our like lack or need they show up in the same way. Because I when I was in high school, I was anorexic. I didn't know that I was at the time. I just thought that I was 
being healthy, but really that meant just like limiting all the calories. And then at, you know, in the middle of the night, I would wake up and like eat garbage because I was so starving, but I would have to kind of sneak around and be really quiet with the wrappers of things. Yeah, yeah. And um, actually when I was in uh, a freshman in college, that's kind of like the, the last of it. But when I was a freshman in college, I remember waking up in the middle of the night and going to, uh, in the dorm, and going into the suite next door, and one of the girls had put um, ice cream in the little fridge in the living in the suite living room, and I was like sitting on the floor in the dark, eating her ice cream. Oh, that must have been delicious. It was, but <laughs> but then like I was kind of on edge, you know, like a scared animal, and yeah. I, like I heard this one door open, and this girl who I didn't know very well like opened the door and kind of looked out, and I had to, I was just like so still like a fucking deer in the headlights. And I'm like, maybe she won't see me. Maybe I'm hidden well mm-hmm. enough. But that feeling ruined the flavor of the ice cream for me. Sure. Yeah, you man, know? it's that code of Hammurabi. When you steal a piece of bread, it tastes like gravel. You know, Is that right? what Hammurabi's code I believe says? that's one of them. I'm pretty sure I got it's an, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. <laughs> oh, you got an A well. in the Hammurabi quiz? <laughs> yes, I did. I did. That was like the I, one A I got. I rationalized it, like having to steal with like... Not really from my family, which is which is the dumbest thing in the world. But uh, I, some, you know, I, I it was difficult to accept that my family was just poor, and yeah. I wouldn't have everything that some of my Especially friends. Especially in New York, where you're surrounded by well, it's in your face so much of the time. Yeah, the richest people in the world, and all the things they have. Exactly. So I, I, I took it as like, oh no, I'm I'm not going to be poor. I'll just do what I have to do to get the things I yeah. like need for enjoyment. Yeah, as a lot of people do. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you turned out the fine, upstanding citizen yeah. that you are. Yeah, clean record. I'm doing all right, guys. That's, that's wonderful. <laughs> is, um, is there anything that you would like to uh, plug coming up? Actually, Kent, when is this coming out? 25th? Oh, this comes out the 25th? Um. So any yeah anything that nothing, you'd like to plug? Nothing too specific to a date, but uh, I so I have my show at Two Boots every Wednesday in Park Slope at eight o'clock. Uh, come to that. It's, it's great. Always, I've it's been before. It's great. Really, really fun. And also, I do this uh, soccer podcast uh, with another comedian. His name is Alexis Guerreros. We have a podcast called The Cooligans with two comedians who talk about soccer. If you enjoy soccer oh, and that's very hear, cool. hearing comedians talk about it, it's uh, it's super fun. And at the beginning of October. Uh, we're we're going to be doing an event with uh, an NYCFC player. They, uh, they it's an MLS franchise that plays in Yankee Stadium. Uh, awesome. And so come to that if you uh, go to soccercoolings.com and you can hear all about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, delightful. I have a, a small gift, a parting gift for you, mm. um, as I always do, because uh, this is about artifacts, right? And uh, I have lots of artifacts left over from my youth, so I give them away to people rather than throw them away because I have a really hard time throwing things away. Very sweet. So I have for you an an original general admission ticket for the uh, IMAX theater at the American Museum of Natural History. I don't think there's a date on this, but it was a really long time ago. I was in like sixth or seventh grade. I went with my grandma because I love the IMAX. So... I don't know uh, what you're going to do with that. Uh, maybe use it to roll up a cigarette. But uh, Do you know what you saw? Um, I believe it was a Grand Canyon feature, okay. which is the best. Because I couldn't go with my mother to those things because she gets motion sickness watching a movie. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I love that feeling of like your stomach just like 
falling out yeah. as you soar thousands of feet in the air. Um, and in return, you know what? I'm going to give you a, a card. Oh I'm going to give you one of my Anthony Hardaway cards. Oh, oh that's sh- amazing. Wow. <laughs> that's, Are you sure? I've never given any of these away to anybody, uh, but I think this is a very uh, oh good gosh. gesture. I'm going to, you know so what? Much. And I'm going to replace it with the ticket and I'm going to leave that in there. Oh, that's beautiful. Kent, we got to get a picture of that. Um, I, listen, if you if you wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night and you need this Hardaway card back, please let me know. Yeah, I'm no, not here to make your it's life totally difficult. Fine. I need to, you know, let go of that stuff too. Yeah, you know, this, there's a, I don't know. I, somebody was probably, it's blood money, that, that, that card. <laughs> yeah, but see, but see, you've, this is a Robin Hood. You've, you know, you've robbed from the rich to give to the Correct. poor. And I don't have... She's am, poor in sports. I'm poor, <laughs> I'm poor in, in, in basketball cards for sure. Um, but uh, this is great. <laughs> no problem. Thank oh you. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Uh, Christian Polanco is an awesome comic. Uh, check out Soccer Cooligans. If you're in New York, definitely check out uh, Knockin' Boots. It's a really fun show, and you can eat pizza at the same time. So why the fuck not? Um, and uh, yeah. I uh, I guess that's all. I guess uh, if every if everyone's having back to school nightmares, breathe through it. Yeah. Breathe Soon it. it will be the holiday season. Congratulations, Nora and Aton. Yeah, today they're getting married. That's right, September twenty fifth. We are so out of state. We shot. We recorded this. Not. In, <laughs> we're really good at being in, in all the York. places yeah. at once. We're uh, we're omniscient, omnipresent. So uh, our next live show will be October 5th. It's a Wednesday at 7.30 at QED. It's gonna, it will feature, among others, the comedian Chris Griggs, who's one of our favorite people of all time. I like Chris. Yeah, he's great. And, um, and then uh, November 5th, we have our show in L.A. at uh, right. the Nerd Melt Showroom. So uh, check it out. Stay tuned. And uh, Treasure, what got you here, guys? And enjoy your crunchy chicken. Is that, can we do that one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hello, I'm Ben. As always, I'm Paul. And we're from Juicy Reviews. We have a podcast where we like to talk and review movies, maybe bring on a wacky character from that movie, and always play some games. We like some games. I actually brought a clip, Paul. Wait, you brought a clip? I brought a clip. Can I listen? Yeah. I look mad young, right? Yeah, yeah. you look young in the movie. And, uh, I hooked up with a bunch of the young chicks at the movie. Oh, you know what? You know what? It's not illegal if you're a police officer. And, and, I believe that, And this yeah. is something I wanted to bring up since you're here. Sure. Tell us about all the hookups on set. Oh, my God. Who's on, hooking up with who? Yeah. So, all right. So, like, there's, like, these, like, Asian girls in the movie. Right. They play, I, the twins. I right? triple kissed them. Okay, Whoa. a little triple kiss. Triple that way you didn't get confused if it was Rachel or Rebecca. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was like, oh, whatever, and I triple kissed them. Was, was that offset or on camera, or, and they got cut out maybe? Or Oh, the, I didn't do it on camera for sure. Okay. I would never, because, you know what I mean, That's I could get in a lot of trouble for that. The, I, don't, I don't know how old they are. I could never tell with them. But uh, who else? Let me see. Cecily, the girl. Yeah, I chalked, I, I chalked her. You chalked her? What, <laughs> I chalked what is, her. What is chalking? That's when you kind of forcibly kiss someone. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!